Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Amen, amen. If you're ready to get into the Word, somebody say, I'm ready, B, let's go. There you go. Adam took the shortcut. He just said, let's go. He don't care about that I'm ready stuff. (laughs) Call a brother out. Yes, I will. Well, as you know, we are in what what the Christian church refers to as the Advent season. And as I was, as I was preparing for today's message, I was reminded of what the prophet Isaiah said 700 years prior to the birth of Jesus. It says this in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. I'll read from the um, New Living Translation. It says this, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of, let's say it together, peace. His government and its peace will never end. I think now, right as I'm rereading this for probably the hundredth time this week, that it's interesting to note that it said his government and its peace. Because how many knows in our government, there is no peace? And the church said, oh, me. <laughs> but in his government, and its peace will never end. I think it's important to also point out that the second that God sent his son Jesus to this world, it was at that moment that a new peace was available to you and to me. It's the kind of peace that, that only comes from God. I like to call it an unexplainable peace because, because the government, yes, yeah, sure, we can make some moves and we can, we, can, we can pass some legislation to create a pause, but how many knows that just a natural pause is not the same thing as having a supernatural, unexplainable peace on the inside that comes only from a relationship with Jesus Christ, amen? And I start thinking this week, and I want to ask you this question in the midst of all of your circumstances, in, in the midst of everything that you have going on in your life right now, and all the things that are happening around us in this world, here's the question. Does your soul feel at peace? Just answer that on the inside. Right now with all the crazy chaos going on, is your soul at peace? How, how is your soul today? Is it restless Or is it peaceful? If it's not, my next question is, why not? As we prepare to dive into God's word together, I'd love it if we could just pause for a moment and do a quick assessment or an inventory and ask ourselves, why doesn't my soul feel at peace? I I heard somebody verbally just communicate, my soul's at peace. But give it 24 hours. (laughs) I think... It's natural for us to go through things and to have a moment where things could get crazy or maybe we might have a momentary slip. But today, I I, want to remind you that peace is available, okay? So so we got to ask ourselves, is peace even 
possible. I've titled today's message simply this, When Peace Seems Impossible. When Peace Seems Impossible. Can anybody relate this morning? You ever been through something where you feel like, I just don't know if I'm going to find peace in this? Anybody? Where are all my married people at? Where are all my people that have been married before and you're single now? Okay, now you, you're like, oh, he can talk about anything. I sure will to get a response out of you because y'all looking at me like a calf looking at a new gate. <laughs> Trying to catch a response today. Have you just ever been up to your neck in negative circumstances, under pressure, not knowing where to turn, not knowing what your next move should be? Somebody else, somebody else has the power and the decision to place a, 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 um, a plan over your life. In other words, somebody else actually has the, the authority to, 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 to stop you from doing something or can allow make you do something. And you're like, oh my gosh, there's just not peace in this. Has anybody ever been there other than me today? Where you're just like, is peace even possible? I want to establish this truth right off the jump. Are you ready for it? Here it is. Regardless of what you may be going through right now in your life, regardless of how crazy things are, regardless of how unstable you may feel things are right now, peace is possible. Write that down on your notes because I know you're taking notes today. Peace is possible. That way you need to lay that out on your kitchen table so when you wake up in the morning and you've already got 500 texts on your phone about all the things that, are, that you're going to have to face at your job, this is going wrong, this is not right, somebody said this, somebody's doing that, and you look at your notes and you go, yeah, that may be happening, but peace is possible. Am I rolling too fast for you today? Well, I'm not going to apologize. Keep up. As my dad would used to say, come up to my level. <laughs> I'm not on a level. I need, I need, I'm, I'm, I need, I need, I need, I need. Yeah, I better be careful. Sometimes I need a ladder. How many are saying? Yeah. <laughs> and I do. I fall off those two. Amy already told me no more, no more, um, no more ladder tricks on the platform. You're too old. Peace, <clears throat> peace is possible. And the peace that comes from God is an unexplainable peace. You're thinking, man, that sounds great, but how do I get it? How do I get that peace that when my whole world has been flipped upside down, how do I walk? And my dad was so good at this that he, things could be going crazy on the school campus. Things could be going crazy on the basketball court. Things could be going crazy in the Weber house because contrary to popular belief, things got crazy in the Weber house. Hello. That was a good time to laugh, but anyway, uh, things got crazy, but he was never moved by the circumstances. And now I understand, after studying and preparing for today's message, why he didn't, because he tapped into an unexplainable peace. And that same peace is available to each one of us in this room today. Today, I want to speak to you from a very familiar passage of Scripture. If you brought your Bible, Bibles with you today or your glowing Bible, turn with me to Psalms chapter 23. Psalms chapter 23. You do know what your glowing Bible is, right? It's what you hold in your hand a majority of the day. Yeah. Told you I'd talk about anything. As we read this this morning, again, this is a very familiar passage. I want you to ask and allow these words. I want, I want you to allow these words to speak directly to your heart today and to your spirit because I believe God wants to speak to each one of us this morning through his word. Are you there? Psalms 23, verse 1 says this. The Lord is my shepherd. Say that with me. I like nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. 
This is the NIV version, by the way. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Stop. How many knows we like to look at paths and call it the right path because it, it's, it's going to make our namesake look good? Because you know we're in a culture that wants to elevate us and put us at a status. We, we would rather have status than peace. You do realize you can arrive at a status and, and be completely lost of peace. Amen? It says, but he guides me along the right paths versus the wrong paths for his namesake. Even though, everybody say even though. Say that again, even though. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's say it together. Peace is possible. It's a desire that all of us have in common, and that's to have peace. As we were rolling away last night from the parade, we were going to get something to eat. It was just Amy and I, because that's getting ready how it's going to be, because Amy and Connor are getting, I mean, Ansley and Connor are getting married in May, so we're, we're kind of seeing how our future plays out, me and Amy are. Dinners are just us, and that's okay. That's actually a good thing. But I got to get through this message, so. We were, we were, we were probably, we were rolling to the restaurant and I just, I just said, hey babe, I said, we hadn't talked about it yet. I said, Christmas is just days away. I said, what you want for Christmas? And I promise you, she has no idea what I'm preaching about today, but her response was, I just want, I just want peace. I was like, flipped, almost flipped the car over. I was like, babe, you don't even know what I'm preaching tomorrow. But she's, it's something we all have in common. I just, I just want some peace. Just give me a little bit of peace. Where's all my mamas at that, that have raised newborn babies? And wah, wah, kids. <laughs> he, little Johnny, stole my stuff. Little Johnny, stop. Oh, my gosh, mom, I can't stand you. Notice how they grow up. Chaos. And what do you say? All I wish I could get is just a little bit of peace and quiet. Babe, take these kids somewhere so I can get some peace and quiet. It's a desire that all of us have, the desire to have peace, the desire to live in peace and have peaceful relationships. We desire to have peace from external conflicts. We, de we desire to have peace from the internal conflicts, the things that go on in our mind that nobody, nobody is aware of, the conflicts that wage war in our minds and the feelings and emotions of inadequacy, and I'm just not enough. That, that's why we've talked. If you've been in service with us for the past few weeks, you know we've talked about when I feel inadequate, what's, what's, my, what's, my, what's the purpose for my life? Those, those are questions that come about when we are experiencing zero peace we just want peace now peace by definition is this freedom from conflict and or disturbance that's the world's actually that's right off google uh the definition you can put peace def and that's what you're gonna get freedom from conflict and or disturbance what makes life living in peace or living life peacefully so difficult is that we live in a world that is screaming everything but peace. Have you noticed that? 
Anybody still watch the news? <laughs> I just got to stop because there's not enough blood pressure medicine in the world at CVS for me to want to listen to that, that garbage. Our society craves chaos, conflict, and confusion. I'll never forget, I mean, it's been years ago that, that they, they have those reality TV shows. And have you noticed, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the reality TV shows and stuff? Bachelor in Paradise, and yeah, that's, that's raunchy right there. All that stuff, and, 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 and it's like they figured it out. The more raunchy, the more chaos... The more skin they can show, which, by the way, you're like, well, don't talk about this. I, I like to see that skin. Yeah, but that skin, if it's not lined up according to God's word, will make you burn in hell. <laughs> now, let me keep moving because that's a whole other message. Maybe I'll touch on that next, next year in 2024. But we live in a culture that screams panic, panic. Panic, and the problem is with panic is contagious. You don't believe me? Walk into the front of Walmart, scream real loud as you can, and then start running through the store. You will get a crew with you running. They don't know why they're running, but they're running. Because panic is contagious. Chaos is contagious. We like it. How come peace isn't contagious? I mean, we want peace, but we would rather live in chaos and confusion. You don't believe me? Go Black Friday shopping. Anybody still do that? Oh, I do from my living room. I Black Friday. I shop on Friday from my computer because that's chaos. And, and and you walk in there and everybody's they're, 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 all their levels are heightened. Give me my TV. I've been out here since da 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 da. da. Right? Chaos. We love it. We we love panic. In 2016, there was an article in Forbes magazine. I did a little research this week, y'all. And Forbes is, is to be the leading source of reliable business news and financial information. In this article, they listed the top eight things that people desperately desire, but they can't seem to obtain. You ready for the list? Here it is. These are the eight things that they desire, but they can't seem to actually get it. The first one was happiness. Go figure. Money. Freedom. Joy, a life that's balanced, a life where you find fulfillment, and a life of confidence. That's seven. Can I tell you what number four was? Peace. They want it. It made the top eight, but they can't seem to figure out how to get it. Many of you, many of you in this room today, that's all you want is just some peace. Take all the materialistic things away from my life. Take all the extracurricular activities that I'm a part of. Take those, even though I love them and they feed my flesh, nothing compares to peace. We try to take on all kinds of stuff to find the one thing that we can't seem to put our hands on. Can I remind you of the very simple but profound truth that is the foundation of our talk today? And it's simply this. The only way... To true peace, the only way to peace in your soul, that gut level peace, is faith in the Prince of Peace. It's the only way. No amount of money, no number of cars, pickup trucks, guns, nothing will give you the peace that will satisfy you in your soul like having faith in the Prince 
of peace. Here's where we make the mistake. We try to find peace in people. We try to find peace in substances. We try to find peace in sex, wealth, and status. And sure, although you may achieve peace for a moment, that deep level peace that touches in your soul can only be found in faith in God. Romans 5.1 says this, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us and he now declares us flawless. Everybody say, I'm flawless. Wow. I'm flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. What this means is once you invite Jesus into your heart, into your life, and you make him your Lord and Savior, and he's the king of your life, you now have access. Listen, it doesn't matter how old you were, if you were in vacation Bible school or, or, or later on in life, the moment, listen church, the moment that you invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life, in that moment, like just like that, you had access and you still have access to an unexplainable peace regardless of what's going on in our country. When we read Psalms 23, the answer to the question, how do we obtain it? Is right there in our face. It's right there. How we access it. So we're going to look at this passage again just for the next few moments. And we're going to break it down so that you can walk out of here today with some tangibles. Something to, something to hold on to. Okay, I just, everybody good? Okay, I was like, I don't know what that is, but that's making me nervous. I was looking for Adam. Are we good over there? All right. The thing that I've discovered about peace after reading Psalms 23. First of all, peace is possible. Write it down. If you didn't write it down the first time I made the suggestion, now is not a suggestion. Do it. Peace is possible, but peace doesn't happen on accident. You're going to have to work for it. Psalms 23 teaches us this. This is my first point today. True peace is a result of submitting to God. The reason we can't seem to put our, our as Christians, can't wrap our, 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 our hands around peace is because we refuse to submit to God. We would rather be in the driver's seat. Let's just look at it again. Psalms 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Then, he, then David lists some things. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. So David gives us a list, and he says, he makes me lie down. He, he, does all, he, he causes all these things to happen. But can I tell you, all of these things, all of that he just listed, is a result of a previous action. All of these things are a byproduct of, of a prior decision that David made. This is it. This is how you're going to obtain peace. It's found in the first five words that David told us in the passage. Here it is. The Lord is my, the Lord is my shepherd. He made him his shepherd. Now, now David understood exactly what it meant to be a shepherd because those of you that remember the story, when David was a little boy, his responsibility on the farm was what? Tending to sheep. So he understood 
what the, the, what, what the importance of having a shepherd in your life. David understood the importance. He knew that sheep needed to be led to water. He knew that sheep needed to be led to food. He knew that, that, that sheep needed to be led away from danger. Think about the role of a pastor. They needed to be protected. David knew that sheep left to their own devices would wander off. Matter of fact, sheep are dumb. Did you know throughout Scripture over 200 times in the Bible that, that the, the Word of God refers to you and I? As sheep. <laughs> sheep are so crazy, they'll just take off running. They don't know where they're going. They just run, and they'll run right off a cliff to their death. Sound familiar? You ever seen somebody who was once in the church, and now they're not? I'm not passing judgment, but you came back to the pasture, my friend. But I'm not passing judgment, but I'm just saying what they do? They ran off the cliff because they refused to, to because I don't like what that pastor said. He was working on me. <laughs> what you coming to church for if you don't want somebody to work on you? When I go to the hospital and I'm sick, I need you to give me something to make me better. <laughs> Hot news flash. This is a hospital for the sick. And I'm sick person number one. Ain't that something? <laughs> You in good company. See, 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 David knew that sheep, they would get lost. Sound familiar? They needed to be protected. Sheep needed to be watched over. Sheep need a shepherd. And what's interesting to note is throughout Scripture, he calls us sheep. Well, you said I'm dumb. No, the word said it. Because left to our own devices, we too will wander. Left to our own devices, we too will run after other pastures. It's greener over there. Well, that's because you're not submitting and actually doing some work in the pasture that he has you in. Hello, married people. Oh, I'm talking to the preacher today. He's talking to the preacher today. What David is showing us is we are hardwired. It is inside of us that we need a leader. We need to be led. We, we, are, we are hardwired to be guided by a shepherd. And God, being a good shepherd, is the foundation to you and I experiencing peace that everyone, of, everyone else in this world is desiring. Peace. You didn't just give, those, those, those of you that went on the parade route last night, you didn't just give peace I mean, you didn't just give a bear. You gave peace last night. We prayed before we walked down there. Man, settle everything down inside of us tonight. Father, help us to be an extension of your hands and feet. And I'm telling you, you could feel it. I mean, there were moments, and I've done this for eight years in a row. But it doesn't matter. It never gets old. I felt it, and I looked for the exit door. What are you talking about? I set the bike down, and the little baby girl's eyes got so big, and the mama by herself starts crying. And I'm like, uh-oh, here it comes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, we love you. And I had to get out of there. Because if not, I'm just telling you, there was something so peaceful about that moment that they experienced. I mean, we've already got people flooding the, the, the Facebook page, uh, 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 the messenger for Facebook page of the church. Just mama's sending pictures of the little girl who said, 
thank you so much. My husband and I were so shocked. It's been a rough year, and we're right now in the middle of a rough season. We needed what you guys gave last night. That came in this morning. We gave them peace. And everybody else is like, that church is down there giving bikes away and bears, just trying to get everybody to love them. No, we're trying to get people to love Jesus. Could it be the reason that we lack peace in certain areas of our lives is because instead of allowing God to be the shepherd, we've become our own shepherd? Instead of allowing God to lead and guide us in our relationships, we slide God over. We slide God over and we've taken over the driver's seat. I mean, I know me. Hey, God, I got this. Okay, there's my vision. There's my purpose. All right, you just hang out in the back seat. I got this. But I still need you to bless what I'm trying to do. But that's what's happening, church. God bless me. Bless mine. Bless my family. Got a little bit. Now you just sit back there because I'm going to need you after a while. And we drive our lives right off the cliff. Everybody say no judgment here. If you're feeling anything from this message that is, that is too tight, just know this, it's right. It may be tight, but it's right. And it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit of God who drew you here in this place today because you needed to hear this message. I was reminded of, of what Jesus said in Scripture in John 10, 27. He said this, My sheep listen to my voice. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they f- follow me. Can I just remind you that God sees you? God knows you. He knows everything you've been through, and he also knows where you're going. He's got it all worked out, ladies and gentlemen. But do you trust him enough to, to flow in the direction that he, that he has laid out for you? God knows the trauma that you have been through, and you're still here. Something that I've learned about God over 48 years of living is when God is our shepherd, he will slow the pace down to what he wants. We don't like that. Can I tell you that the pace of this world and this culture is shoom, shoom, shoom. Yes? I mean, it's just brrrr. And then we, we, in order to keep up and in order to keep up with the Joneses or, or just keep up in life in general, we just kind of get, get caught up in all that. And what, sometimes what God allows to happen is things in our life He will use what the enemy meant to destroy you from your purpose and rob you of your joy. God will use that destructive moment to actually slow the pace down so that you will remember you can't do this on your own without him. He'll slow the pace down. I'm just here to tell God, slow the pace. People ask me all the time, how you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to find the pause button. Just slow this thing down a little bit. Matthew eleven twenty eight says this, are you tired, worn out? This is the message translation, by the way. Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. If you're in a situation where your life seems to be falling apart, get with God. He just said it. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the I love this. Learned the unforced rhythms of grace. Can I tell you that grace, it cannot be forced on people. 
church. A lot of pastors trying to force grace. God is, I shared this with somebody the other day, God is not a forcer, he's a filler. So when we sing songs like, I will make room for you, that's making room so God can fill. But when I refuse to make room for him, y'all remember how the whole story happened? They already took the manger away. Y'all remember how the story, there was no what? No room for him in the end. Can I tell you what? Can I tell you something? And I don't know who I'm speaking to. I don't know what the plan that God has for your life and maybe a detour that, that life has taken you. That baby, Jesus, creator of the world, God in the flesh, should not have, <coughs> should not have been born in a, ma- in a stable around poop. I mean, seriously, y'all. But let me, let me bring you two together. But even though that was the circumstances, he was still God. Your circumstances may seem crazy. You may be around a lot of poopy people, which, by the way, that's usually your choice. Circumstances may, 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 be, a little, may be a little crazy, but the plan, listen to me, church, but the plan that God has for your life can still happen just like it's supposed to. It doesn't matter what the circumstances look like. I don't know who this is for, but I'm telling you. He said, I won't lay anything heavy. This is God. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That sounds like peace to me. What's he saying? Let me be your shepherd. Let me lead and guide you. So my question is, where in your life have you not allowed God to be your shepherd? Think about it. This is a rhetorical question, but where, what part of your life have you not allowed God to be the shepherd? What areas of your life are you willing to say, I've been driving this? I'm driving this marriage. I'm driving these choices because I want it. I'll I'll go out on a limb and say this. The area that you're lacking the most peace is probably the area that you're not allowing God to be the shepherd. Now, let's go back to the first of the message. When I say, what area of your life are you experiencing right now little to no peace? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, that area is an area you're not allowing God to be the shepherd. Hate me if you want to. I'll never come back. That's okay. God got you in here today, and that's all he needed to do. (laughs) Point number two from Psalms 23. Write this down. True peace is fought for in difficult times. True peace is fought for in difficult times. Let me prove it. Psalms 23, 4. Even though, say it with me. Drop that scripture up there if it's, if it's back there. Psalms 23, 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will what? Fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me he says he said even though I will are you willing to say even though things don't line up the way I think they should I will even though I will man we already wanted to uh, truth be told we wanted to already have everything 
we already wanted to have that building sitting on in 12 acres. We did. We're not waiting on the money. We're waiting on an interest rate because it's God's money, and I'm not, we're, not going, we're not paying that kind of money on interest rate for a 13, 15,000-square-foot building. We're gonna wait till we're gonna be. We're just gonna let that money keep. Somebody asked me. Somebody stopped me in Walmart the other day. Said, "Hey, what, 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 how y'all doing on the building fund? They don't even go to the church. How you doing?" I said, "Man, we're doing great." But see, even though we we bought paid cash for the land, even though it's we're not in the building yet, even though I still will be faithful to the call of God on my life. Even though I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to present vision, I'm going to cast vision, and we're going to win the lost people. Even though it's not happening in my time schedule, we're still going to do it. See, even though I will is a, is a declarative, <clears throat> declarative statement. It's declaring even though, and regardless of what happens and what's coming my way, I still will not forsake the call of God on my life. I will not forsake finding peace. I will not forsake submitting to God even though when I'm submitting to him, things still, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be hunky-dory. It just means, see, 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 the absence of conflict is not peace. True peace, biblical peace, is, is peace in the midst of conflict. Matter of fact, matter of fact, the peace biblically is not about the it's about his presence in the midst of conflict. Oh, it's easy to call it peace when everything's going good and hunky-dory for you. It said, it said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Anybody know what a y'all know what a shepherd's staff is? It's the it's the stick with the hook. Y'all remember back in the old days, if somebody wasn't doing real good on the stage, they whoosh. Sometimes I felt like we needed one of them in the church. Just kidding. Some of you are like, we really wish we'd have one now because we hungry ready to go home. I got you. Listen, I checked this out. I checked this out. did a little more research this week. The staff, a shepherd has a staff and a rod. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort. Everybody say comfort. Anybody got a good recliner at home? Like you, like it, like it, it, it's pressed to your body. Like you get in and it's like, yeah. Where am I? Where am I? My grown men at? Y'all got a comforter? I mean, a comforter. He's like, I ain't responding to that. I'm a man. I don't have a comforter. I got a blanket on my chair too. Just okay. All right. So listen, 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 listen. This it says the staff is used for guiding. Sheep through a new gate. Think about where we're going as a church. New territory. Listen. The staff is used for guiding sheep through a new gate or along a dangerous, difficult route. He will use the slender stick to press gently. I don't know how you press gently. This would be the rod of correction, by the way. He, he uses the slender stick to press Against the animal's side and the pressure. Some of y'all feeling pressure in here this morning. <coughs> the pressure guides the sheep in the way the owner wants it to go. Thus, the sheep is reassured of its proper path. <laughs> I almost want to start preaching with a staff and a, and a rod. But I think y'all know which one I'm using when I say stuff sometimes, don't you? You know when it's a gentle this, but you also know when it's a, what do you call it? A Gentle press. <laughs> Listen, John 16, and I'm, I'm going to get ready to wind this thing down. 
John 16, NIV says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Jesus said it. God said it and his word. It's a promise. You can take it to the bank. Just because you're a Christian does not mean you're going to be a conflict-free. There is no conflict-free Christian. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Even in the midst of trouble, guys, you can be confident that I am with you. That's what he's saying. Even in the midst of chaos, you can be confident that he is with you. That's why David said, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I know Beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're with me. Some of the darkest, the darkest valley of my life, and I've been divorced, I've been, I've been lied on, cheated on, sound like a country song, I, all that stuff, just like you. But the darkest moment for me was when Dad and Robin passed away. Like that, Y'all know, that was dark, and I'm so grateful that I'm not there. But even though my world was... And it wasn't a one-time dip. Y'all know them roller coasters? It, whoosh, 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 whoosh. That's how I felt. And even though I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I am confident that he never left me. And he's still here today. I could have left him. I had every right, every decision. And I don't even know if he would have been mad at me if I'd have chose to say, y'all, y'all got this. <laughs> I'm out. Peace. But even though, are you, do you have an even though in you? Even though your life is, is, is topsy-turvy right now, are you willing to say, even though, I'm still going to submit. I'm still going to be committed to that. I'm still going to be faithful to God. When the going gets tough, tough get going. I'm trying to get you to a tough place. Soft heart, tough skin. Release City Church, I just came to remind you today that peace is possible, but sometimes you got to fight for it. How do we do that? We don't wage war like the world wages war. My fight is not flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. Matter of fact, the Bible says it's spiritual. uh, uh, It's in high places. How do we do it? How do we war? By praying and petitioning. God, we don't want to get in this position when all hell's coming against us. We want to get in this position when all hell's coming against us. We want to bring the hell, right? Let's just be real. We want to bring the heat. Let's go all the way back to the very beginning. How did David say, he leads me beside still water? How did he go through that whole list? Because It all was based on an action. Previously, the Lord is my shepherd. How do I get to that spot? It's by saying, God, I surrender all, even though it makes no sense. Philippians 4, 6, 7 says this. It's one of Amy's favorite verses. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer, I'm telling you by the authority of God's word, listen to this verse. It is for you today. If you're hearing me, that's you. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in 
Christ Jesus. It's the kind of peace that does not make sense to the world. But when you activate it and you start operating in it, you, my friend, are walking in the unexplainable peace of God. And I can't think of a better time, a better season as I close this thing down. I can't think of a better time to go, I'm not going to go into a brand new year with all of this in my life. I need peace. Anybody? I need peace. Even though I'm struggling, I will still praise the Lord. Even though I'm hurting, I'm still going to worship. Even though I feel lost, I feel broken, I will still pray and ask God for help. Why is it that when we need Him the most, we refuse to go to Him the, the least? That's what I really want to say. Why is it that when we need God the most, He's the last person we go to? John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Everywhere you go, ladies and gentlemen, if you've said yes to Jesus and made him the Lord of your life, his peace, when you let God lead you, He'll, it'll be with you, that peace. Maybe you're sitting here today and you've listened to this message and after having gone through a difficult year or a difficult season like the lady from the parade last night and you've run to everything, I don't know, relationship to relationship, substance to substance, Facebook, because that's really where the answer lies, right? And you're like, I just need, I just need some peace in, in, in this situation. I don't know who you are today. But if you need peace, will you just stand? I'm not expecting everybody to stand. If you're I need I need his peace in this situation. It's not this this is not your typical altar call. I, I don't even when I write a message. I, you can't write an altar call. The only one that can pull you out of a dark valley is Jesus. And the only way he'll, he's able to do it is when you let him. Hands off. He brought you here today to hear this simple message. And these words. He sees right where you are. He loves you right where you are. And he cares about you more than you can ever imagine. And today, all he's wanting to do is for you to make him your shepherd.
We've got two prayers. Here's the first one. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, I thank you for every person standing in this room who said, I have a situation. God, I need your peace. God, I'm asking that you would give them the supernatural boldness. God, I could pray, God, bring peace to that situation. I could pray that till the cows come home. But God, unless they're willing to submit, pray, and petition, the answer is in their court, and I recognize that. God, help them to see the peace that they're after comes from you. So God, I ask that you would give them supernatural, unexplainable strength to humble themselves, surrender this situation, these circumstances to you. And the byproduct of that decision brings peace. And we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're sitting here today and you said, I've never made him my shepherd. There's never been a point in my life where I asked Jesus into my heart and to be my Lord and Savior. And today, after that message, I know that I need to. I know that I'm, str- I'm striving, I'm struggling to do it on my own. And I recognize after today that I need a shepherd. I need his staff and I need his rod of correction. And today I feel like I've received both. And right now I just want to make him Lord of my life. All I'm going to do is pray for you right where you sit. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you say, I have never made Jesus the Lord of my life. And today I want to invite him to be my Lord and Savior. I'm not going to have you come down front. I just want you to, on the count of three, shoot your right hand up just as fast as you can. I want to miss hell and I want to make heaven. One, two, three. And hands are all all over this room. You can put your hands back down. Let's pray this prayer together, can we? As Adam's getting ready to come and give us a blessing. Oh God, come on, let's just say all of us together in the room. Oh God, I come before you right now confessing I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And you are all I need. God, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of me wanting it my way. There you go. Come into my life. Remove anything that is not of you. I submit my life to you. I surrender my life to you. Wash me clean with the blood of your son. Make me new. Create in me a clean heart and renew my spirit (laughs) come in today come in to stay come into my life Lord Jesus thank you for the peace that is activated in my life now in Jesus name Merry Christmas Amen Amen the Bible says that the angels in heaven rejoice when somebody receives salvation so can we put our hands together as we stand for the blessing for those that raise their hand. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, 
The best <laughs> is yet to come.